Welcome to Power of the Cross Radio Sermons with Pastor Farrell Wilson. Brother Wilson is the pastor of the Lighthouse Church in Grenada, Mississippi. The sermon you are about to hear can also be downloaded at www.grenadachurch.com. We know you are going to be blessed. Now, on to the message. Okay, Exodus chapter 23, starting at verse 20, reading down through 22. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in thy way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thy enemies and an adversary unto thy adversaries. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord, and as always, I I need your help, Lord, in this pulpit to deliver your word. We need your spirit, Lord, to hear what your word has to say. And Father, I pray what's happening across the United States, Lord, will begin to happen in our communities around us. And every church that loves you, Lord, every church is preaching the truth, Lord. Those that are not preaching the truth, I pray they would come back to the cross and God let our nation experience an awakening and a revival. And God be with us this morning. Put your anointing upon us. We ask it again in Jesus' name. And we say amen. In our opening text, the children of Israel have left Egypt. And you got to understand that Egypt is a type of the world. It's a symbol. Meaning it was an evil place and God had brought them out of Egypt. And they're at Mount Sinai and the Ten Commandments have been given. The other laws pertaining to life and the treatment of other people had been told or being told during this passage. And then at the end of this giving of the laws, the Lord declares a promise to the children of Israel. He said, Behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in your way while you're traveling to the promised land. If you'll listen, he'll carry you and bring you into that promised land. But God expected something in return. There was a It was a two-way street here. They couldn't do anything they wanted to do and expect God's blessings and protection from this angel. There was an agreement, and it was a very simple agreement. If you just get down to really one little sentence, obey the things that I tell you to do. And that has not changed even to this day. We preach the cross, of course, for strength and power. It's available to the sinner every day of our life. But there's still this agreement, this covenant we have with God. We still have to obey his word. Now we have a power source, and we're really without excuse versus the children of Israel. There was no power source there. But yet they still were told to obey the things of God that he was speaking to them. And if they would be obedient, look at what God said. Your enemies will be my enemies. Your adversaries will be my adversaries. Isn't that a good thing to know when God's on your side? Amen. (laughs) We serve a powerful God. And uh, he said that if you'll do what I tell you to do, that your enemies will be my enemies. And that still applies today. 
Their conquest of the promised land was assured that they would only listen to Jehovah. And as well as Egypt was a type of the world, the promised land going to Canaan, that is a type of heaven as we are on our journey to that promised land. Now, let's see if we can draw from that well of knowledge today that comes from the Bible as we look at this. And I want to minister just a few moments on your conquest assured, your conquest assured. God had, he told him in verse 23, for my angel shall go before thee and bring thee into the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. And God is saying this angel was going to go before them and all these people that they would encounter on this journey, that God would cut them off. Now, evidence is this is a pre-incarnate of Jesus Christ. How do you know that? I am glad you asked. I'm going to show you how I know that. Because <laughs> in 1 Corinthians 10 and 19, by the way, I got this from uh, Matthew Henry, a great commentator from many years ago. Uh, you got to have commentaries to find things like that. But anyway, he said, tell in, in 1 Corinthians 10 and 9, Tell us not to tempt Jesus as the Jews did in the wilderness. So we know that there was a temptation to disobey Jesus Christ when they were in the wilderness. And it goes on to say, said the snakes bit them. So we know putting two and two together, this is Jesus Christ before he took on, he was incarnated on this earth. He was brought into this body. And in the promise of the angel, though, would go before them and stop that enemy that got in their way. God said he would cut them off. I believe that holds still true today. I believe God encamps angels around the people that love God. Those that know Jesus Christ as their Savior, God dispatches angels, amen, during our time of need. Folks amaze me with this, some things that I just, I don't believe in all that angel stuff. That's like speaking in tongues. That's, that ain't for us nowadays, Brother Wilson. Hey, that stuff ain't true. The angels don't do anything in believers' life. That was just in the time in the Bible. Well, if I ask this question, if I ask most Christians, I said, well, can the devil cause you problems, him and his cohorts? Can they bring illness up on you? Can they cause you problems in your life? I think most Christians would say, well, yeah, they can. Okay, if a fallen angel can cause you problems, why can't a good angel bring what you need in the time of need? Matter of fact, Phineas Dakes showed 25 ways. And that's not an, uh, it's not an exhaustive list, but Phineas Dakes showed 25 ways that angels interact with human beings. Now, if you don't believe it, that's on you, but I will take the, the option of believing, amen, that God encamps angels around me. The Reverend John Payton, he was a missionary to the, uh, New Hebrides Island. It's some set of islands to the, east of Australia to kind of give you a place in your mind where it's at. And years ago, he told this story of angels protecting him and his wife. 
One night, the hostile natives there that did not want them preaching the gospel surrounded their mission headquarters, and they were intent on burning it to the ground. And Brother Peyton and his wife, all they knew to do was pray, and they prayed all during that terror-filled night that God would deliver them. And when daylight come, it, they were amazed the attackers were just gone. A year later, the chief of the tribe of those natives he got saved. And after he was saved, Brother Peyton come to him after the service and asked him, he said, there's something I, I want to ask you. And he was remembering about that event. He said, why did y'all not burn down that mission headquarters at home where we were at? I just thought y'all were going to kill us. And the chief, he remembered the event. He said, oh, yeah, I remember that. Who were all those men that were there with y'all? He said, there was nobody there with us. He said, oh, yeah, there was. There was men in shining clothes that were wrapped all the way around that mission, and they had their swords drawn. That's why we didn't attack. Now, you believe what you want to believe, amen, but I know that God dispatches angels, and they go before us, and they protect us. I don't know everything about it. I can't explain every little detail about it. I just know that God has sent angels at times to help us. And the important thing out of this, though, above all, catch that one part is this angel went before the children of Israel. There was a condition. You had to be obedient to the word of God. Can't come up to the table of the devil and the table of God and expect all the benefits of God. Amen. I know people are trying to do it. I said this morning, I wasn't going to say this, but I guess I'm, I'm going to wait off in some water here this moment. I'm, if you get mad, please forgive me. Because I bet I'm going to hit home with somebody. I seen over at MSU. Now, this is a good thing what was happening. They are starting to have prayer meetings going on for hours. I, that's, amen. I, I'm, I'm all on board. For any, any child anywhere, I'm not going to try to break it down and try to uh, uh, put it up under a microscope what they're preaching. If they're out there seeking Jesus Christ, hey, let them have after it. They're, doing, they're trying to find the truth somewhere, and it'll come. Well, I made the comment on this post that was going viral. Praise the Lord. Hopefully somebody will get convicted now over there on that football team and they'll quit playing hell's bells when the team comes out. Oh, you don't know the song? I tell you what, we've all heard that song, but go read the lyrics to it. If you're into evil, you're a friend of mine. Watch the light, lightning flash across the sky. If good's on the left, I'm sticking to the right. Seem coming to get you, sent to get you, Satan's coming to get you. You're going to die young. I know the lyrics to the song. And they play this out at the beginning of these football games. And what I'm trying to tell you, if you want God's protection, and I, I pray that it changes something. I got hope that these revivals are going to do something at these colleges. We need it desperately. But you have to decide you have to decide who you're going to be with. God didn't give them the option here. Well, if you feel like it sometimes, Brother Glenn, you want to serve me? I'm still going to protect you and take care of you. That's not what God said. God said, if you will hearken to my word, if you'll listen to me, 
I'll send angels before you. <laughs> Your enemy will be my enemy. And friends, I'm going to, I'm going to break the news to us this morning. The world is not our friend. That what waits outside of that door, I understand we have to go work in it. We all have to be a part of it to some degree. But the world at large out there is not a friend of the Christian. We're on a journey passing through here. I didn't mean to go here, but I, I just felt led to, to say this about what's going on at colleges. Not just the colleges in the world, period. If we're going to see an awakening and we're going to see a revival, I am all for it. Praise the Lord. I hope this sweeps the nation in every school. We're, we're even seeing middle schools up in Tennessee public schools where kids are starting to have prayer meetings in the school. Amen. I'm all for this. Hallelujah. It's about high time. Amen. I, I think I, I just, I just feel like God is trying to wake people up, but we have to choose this day who will serve. I don't want to get too far out there. Some of that angel stuff, because I know the Catholics, they can, They've got these certain angels. You can buy these angels and statues and cards. And there's a healing angel. There's a prosperity angel. We, I won't say the person's name, but Brother Glenn, we knew of a lady that was trying to sell her house. And she, I, I think she's Christian, but she went and bought one of these Catholic angels and buried it in her yard to sell her house. I don't want to get in that area, but I do believe God dispatches angels to help us. And the Bible, speaking of angels, says this, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who shall be heirs of salvation? That means, are they not angels that God has sent to help those that are saved? My favorite one. I love this one. This, this, this cooks my bacon. I love this verse right here. This. It, it, this makes, this warms my milk. When God said in Psalm 34 and 7, the angels of the Lord encamp around them that fear God. Amen. If you, if you love the Lord today, if you're sold out to Jesus Christ, now the world can say what they want to say, but I believe when I lay my head down at night, I've got angels surrounding me. Amen. I've got those helpers from heaven. On our journey through this wilderness here on earth, God sends angels before us to protect us, to cut off our enemies that, listen, here's why, to cut off those that try to stop us from carrying the gospel forward. Amen? My friends, you're going to encounter some evil people in these last days. When I made that comment on that post, you wouldn't believe the responses I got. And they weren't nice. Oh, they made a, they made an effort to go through my timeline and put just laugh about the things that I posted over the week. Folks, not everybody's in love with Jesus Christ. Uh, we're blessed to be in this area, but friends, if you don't believe this, you ought, <laughs> you ought to be praying God to watch over me. Amen. And help me in this day and age. Let's look at verses 24 and 25. Hallelujah. Now, remember I told you, you said, you're going to have to listen to me, and I'm going to cut your enemies off. But look what he said is going down. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their work. But thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. Okay. 
God told his people they would not bow down to other gods if they wanted to see the blessings and gain the promised land. You know, the angels are one thing. That's good to know they're, they're, they're before us. But in totality, what, what is the message we're looking at here? If you want the blessings of God, if you want to gain heaven, if you want to go into that promised land, you won't bow down to this world. You won't serve these other gods. And nothing has changed to this day. The Lord still cries out one of the first, the Ten Commandments. You will not have any gods before me, period. Be careful with this. Oh, that's just innocent. Fine, Brother Wilson. Be very careful. You could turn most anything in this world into a God. I don't think there's much wrong with going and seeing a football game. It don't interest me at all. I have zero interest in sports, but that's me. But I don't find anything satanic about the sport and the competition. I know that's a good thing. But you can turn sports. You can turn hunting. All you could turn fishing, you turn just about any activity that will separate you from God into your own God that you bow down to. And but, but matter, this is what God said about the evil things that they were going to face to overthrow them. Hear me, overthrow. I'm not here to play patty cake with the devil. I'm not here to make friends with the world and their ways. I'm at war with the forces of darkness. Amen. Amen. You are too. If you love Jesus and you you truly belong to Jesus Christ, you're not a friend with the devil. We're not here to come to a peace treaty with the devil. I want to see him thrown off into the lake of fire. That's where he belongs. That's where he's going. And everybody that has followed them, my dear friends, Christians in this world, especially in this seeker-sensitive movement, they have got some things really twisted. They have taken Scripture and really twisted it. Uh, I'm not supposed to go out. Uh, the Grammy Awards is just it was because it was on my mind. But all those Christian artists that bailed over there and never said a cotton-picking word about what went on up in there. I'm not friends with them folks. Amen? They should have cut out of there with fire on their coattail and made a statement about it and said, you know what? I, I, I'm not here to cause trouble, but... I'm not going back again because that was satanic what I watched. And you know, we've sat down for too long. We've sat back and we, we've said everything's just going to be all right. Let's just try to get along with people. You cannot get along with the devil, my friends. You cannot. You're at war with him. I'm not saying to go home, get your shotgun. Brother Wilson said we're at war. <laughs> I'm going to go take care of this though. That's not what I'm talking about. We got weapons though. You got weapons. God gave you some weapons called prayer. Let me tell you what, demons tremble at the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Isn't it funny as you read through the New Testament, demons could recognize him just like it. Church people were confused. They were. But a demon, oh, here he comes. Oh, please don't, I don't want anything to do with you. They knew who he was. Church can't recognize him. Thank you for listening today. This radio station is listener-supported, which means we rely on your donations to keep us on the air. We're a non-profit organization, so your donations are tax-deductible. 
We're on the air 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, playing Christian music and teaching programs. We have something for everyone. We're asking for your help today. We need your prayers and your financial support to stay on the air. Won't you please make a donation today? You can make a secure donation by going to our website at www.cross.radio. Thank you for your support and God bless you. And angels go before the church of Jesus Christ. My friends, we've got to quit laying down. We've got to quit succumbing to the world's demands. I'm not saying be mean. I understand we have to love people, but I can no longer bow down to the gods of this world. I, I You know, places like Disney, they're not going to get a dime of my money. We, My wife, my dear wife, used to watch she was probably the top fan of uh, Andy Griffith's show. They have a, some radio years ago, they would have this trivia game. They'd bring people on and you'd try to, John boy, and you could try to beat him in the uh, competition of Andy Griffith. I told her, I want to get you on there. I think you could take him on. I think you, I mean, she watched every episode 500 times. I know she has. She'd tell you everything that goes on, but she's had to quit watching it. Why? Because she told me. I used to I'd go in the living room. That's all that was on every day. I'd walk in there. I'd go through the house. If she was sitting down watching TV, that's what it was on. She had to quit watching it because every time that it come, a commercial come on, it was RuPaul's Drag Race. And she told me I'm sick and tired of seeing him and these people shoving that stuff down my throat. And that may not seem like much, but you know what it says? I'm not going to bow down to the things of this world. And Disney's learning a hard lesson right now. They've lost over 2 million subscribers, and I'm happy. And that's what needs to happen. we got to quit bowing down. We can't keep on saying, well, you know, I'll try to pick out the good stuff and, and you know, the bad stuff I just won't watch. we got to quit doing those things. You've got to make that choice who you're going to serve if you expect to have the blessings of God. And I think if the church right now during this time will begin to pray in supplications and tear down strongholds, amen, God will begin to open up doors for the church. Amen. I think one of the biggest things going on why kids do not want to come to church, why they don't want to come through the doors, is this right here. I've heard you talk all your rhetoric all these years about how there was healings years ago. And there was the power of God in the house years ago. But all I'm seeing now are Christians gathered up at the bar with other people in the world. I'm seeing the church accept things like the LGBT movement. I'm seeing churches turn out the lights and playing rock and roll music and all this, why would I even want to get involved with it? And you notice, I want you to know something about that Asbury revival because this proves what I'm saying. They had every light in the house on. They were singing things like, Just as I am, victory in Jesus. They were playing all them old songs. 
I watched it uh, years ago. We carried the kids to a youth revival, and I watched as they sang that song, I Feel Like Something Good Is About to Happen by Bill and Gloria Gaither from many years ago. When they sang it, the Holy Ghost just swept over that place. You could see it when the Spirit started moving. It was like a, mm, it was, woo! Man, it was like a fog swept over that place. You could just, it was like, you know how they do the wave? It was like, it's like a Holy Ghost wave. That's my wife. She was there. Man, I'm watching kids dive over other kids trying to get down to the altar. Don't tell me these kids are not wanting something. They want something. But you got to give them the real deal. They walk into church and his dead as a hammer. God ain't landed there in 20 years. What do they want to come for? Ooh, I'm meddling. We got to tear down these strongholds. And you know where it begins? Right here. Right here. Don't be ashamed to worship the Lord. Don't be ashamed to tell these kids about the goodness of God. And let's be praying, God, whatever is hindering the move of your spirit in this day and age in our church, in other churches in our community, God, tear it down. Amen. <laughs> Take it out of the way, Jesus. I'm ready to see some kids get saved. And if the Lord should tarry, we better be filling some up in here or they'll put a padlock on that door. I know we don't want to hear that, but it's the absolute truth. One of the quickest ways a church to die is to not have another generation coming up behind them. Folks, you better start praying. I better start praying. We all need to come together in these last days and pray, God, take them strongholds down. I got to move on. I can stay there all day. Verse 25, and you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take thy sickness away from the midst of thee. If you'll serve God, your bread will never be lacking. Amen? It's two-sided here. The blessings of God. I have never lacked for not a piece or morsel of bread in my entire time when I was a Christian. I ain't lack for nothing, honey. God, I'll get it. I'm spoiled. My daddy, no, excuse me. My father. I about to say some of that new wave stuff in the church. My daddy. He's my father in heaven. He's taken care of me and blessed me. I have never, ever, 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 ever lacked for anything. God has always met the need in my life, in the church. And one thing we do, though, is we make sure that we preach the message of the cross. We support his work just like you do. And my the bread in my house is never lacking. Amen. Do I need a new house? Sure, I need a new house. <laughs> I got some floors that need to be repaired again. I'm just like you. We got a, a honeydew list a mile long. Do I need more money? Absolutely, I could use some more money. But I'm blessed. I have every need taken care of. The other side of that bread will never be lacking. Be careful about taking the Word of God for granted because, friends, we're blessed in this area to have churches <clears throat> excuse me, that preach the message of the cross, the bread of life. When we come into the church and break the bread of life, be very, not for me, but be very thankful that you have a place to come to that preaches the truth because they're getting far and few between. You know, a lot of things can be wrong in a church, but they can't get that wrong. They've got to have the message right. Be thankful. 
We may not be the uh, that newfangled church down the road. We may not have all the monitors. We may not have the big choir, the singing group. We may not have the best preacher in the world. We may not have the most suave and debonair minister in the world or the greatest teachers, whatever the case. But you know what we do have? We have the truth of God's Word. And that counts for everything. Amen? I'd rather... I, I, oh, I got to move on. I'm fixing to say something. Oh, goodness. The living water, the water, the water that flows inside every believer. Folks, if we need anything in these last days, we need that water to well up in us and let the Spirit start flowing in our lives and be able to be used of God with the, the gift of the spirits. Look at, at the rest of that about the sickness. He said He would take your sickness away. I think something that could stand in a person's way for healing is not to be saved. <laughs> and they think they're saved and they're not, or they maybe they were saved at one time and they're backslidden and they're not serving God. What does that say? And I'm not going to make no excuses for the Word of God. And I better qualify this too because we've all been sick. I've been sick, you've been sick. Sometimes bad things happen to good people that I can't explain every facet, that I can't explain why some people are healed and some are not. But one thing we have to do is serve Him and make that choice. Amen? You know, if you're guzzling down a pint of liquor and your liver goes out and you're asking God to heal you, hey... Quit drinking. And you know, if, if your lungs have went out and you need a double lung transplant and you're smoking Marlboro every day, that's not God's fault. I, I remember uh, one of the best prayers I ever heard. Some of y'all have heard me tell this before. Sister Samples was over here. She'd come down the front. Her knees were hurting. And she said, would you pray with me? And I was fixing to lay hands on her and be healed. And she said, I don't want you to pray for me to be healed. I want you to pray that I could control my appetite and lose weight because I know that's what's causing my knees, knee problems. That is a Christian that was honest with their self. That takes a spiritually mature Christian to stand up and say, you know what, God, it's me. I need, I know what's wrong and what's causing this in my body and I'm asking you to help me. Amen. And I believe God will meet that need when you pray and ask him and follow after him. Uh, verse 26, there shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land the number of days that I will fulfill. Nothing will be barren in your house. I trust God for that. I, I All the dead things in my life will be gone. Yes, this is speaking of childbearing, and, but there's a spiritual implication in here. If your house is dead, <laughs> if your house, is, everything in there is dead, spiritually speaking, ain't nothing but fights going on all the time, addictions running through your home, if the church is dead, and there, I mean, there's no, oh boy, <laughs> I've noticed something around here lately, there is a good spirit among fellowship here at the church. Don't lose that. You let a church become barren and everybody comes in mad at everything and sit down on them pews and cross their arm and I just don't like the way her hair looks today. I'm sitting there trying to look at Brother Wilson. She done parked her big hair up in front of me. <laughs> this is my seat. <laughs> Sister Big Hair. 
that's going on in your church, your home. God said, if you'll follow after me and do what I've called you to do, your land won't be barren. Amen? So that means if you got somebody at your house, and listen to me, parents, because if somebody may be listening, and I've had to deal with my kids, if you're in my house, we're going to follow the Lord. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. My kids don't have a choice in that. They Well, they do now. They're not living at home, paying their own bills. They can do what they want to do. I pray they'll follow after the Lord. And you know what? I, I think we did, or God did okay with that pretty good over the years. You know how I know that? I got a 20-year-old son back here that drives from Jackson, Mississippi, every Sunday to come down here and serve the church. And I ain't got to force him. I ain't got, yeah, I'm talking well of you, man. Enjoy it. <laughs> I'm proud, just as proud as I can be of him. I stand in this pulpit and say, look what the Lord has done. Amen. And that was because we said, Lord, this house is yours. Don't let it be bearing up in our house, Lord. We're not perfect. We're not, everything in our house is not far from being perfect. But one thing we do have right, we love the Lord and we'll follow after Him. We'll go where He tells us to go. The devil in this world will not determine my past. Amen. I'm not going to give in to the things of this world. My footsteps are ordered by Jesus Christ. He comes first in my life. My family comes second. And then the church comes next. Amen. Meaning the people in it. That's the order of my life. And if you upset that balance, amen. If you put your kids before the Lord, if you start letting people in your family dictate which path you're going to take, you upset the natural balance that God has designed for the house. And my friends, it'll never work. You'll have a barren house. Oh, and, I, and I don't understand why people would not want to follow God's ordained path of a family and a home because I, I promise you, your house will never be barren. God will set things in order in your house. Rise up and be healed. I'm going to talk about healing and move on. He said he would heal. You know that it said in the Bible that the children of Israel, as they went through this 40-year ordeal or journey, shouldn't call it an ordeal, this journey that God had them going to the promised land, they caused so many problems. They could have went straight there, but it turned into a 40-year um, journey because of their disobedience. But do you know during that time, even in their disobedience, it is said that not one hoof was left behind, not one of their animals, and their shoes and clothes never wore out. Shoes, 40 years. Clothes, 40 years, never wore out. God can extend things in your life. i got to move on. Verses 29 and 30. I'm going to skip over a few verses here, but he said he would go in and he would clear out the people before them as they went into the promised land. But watch this verse. It shifts gears here a little bit. I will not drive them out before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field multiply against thee. Watch by little and little, I will drive them out before thee until thou be increased and inherit the land. When God's bringing you to the promised land, sometimes there's delays. Why? I don't know. I'm not God. Why has there got to be delays in ministry, Brother Wilson? I, I wish I knew. Why has there got to be delays in my life? Why has there been a delay in my healing? Why has there been a delay 
in, in the domestic things I got going on in my life? Why is there a delay in my finances? Why is there a delay? It just seems like everything in my life, and I got to wait, and I got to wait, and I got to wait. I don't know. You don't know. Only God knows. And what's important to remember here is, I don't question God. And what it is, it is. I can't tell you why surgery went bad on me back in 2016 and that caused a delay in everything in my life. It was no fun sitting there and going through that pain and that misery. Everything was going wrong at the church and in ministry. There was just not much good happening at the time. And I, I, I just, I, I didn't question God with it though. Did not question God with it. There was times I said, oh yeah, I had them times. Why me, Lord? I had those times that all I could do was cry out to Jesus. A lot of people don't know it. The only person that really knows is my wife, but I almost didn't make it. I was sick and I would force myself to come up here. My wife would scoop me on that walker and I, I had a bad infection in my leg. It come close to taking me out. And I don't know why all that happened, but look what God has done little by little by little by little. There was a delay for some reason. I can tell you this. I didn't want to have to go through it, but I learned a lot of lessons. I learned a lot of lessons out of that ordeal. I don't know if it'll ever happen to me again in my life. I don't know. I learned a lot. I don't question God. I have no right to. I just know that God has my best interest in mind. So you keep that. If you know if you're following after Him, if you know you're saved and things are just not going right in your life, don't question God with it because He has His reasons. I'm sure the Israelites would just would have loved to went straight into the promised land. No problem. He said, it's not going to happen like that. I'll, and He had a reason. You can see, because the wild beast would have took it over. But he said, little by little, what a powerful implication. What a, what a powerful spiritual lesson for us today that sometimes we have to wait and God does things little by little. But amen, at the end of that journey, at the end of the day, the end of the journey, spiritually speaking, when you leave this earth and, and it's all said and done and you're there in the promised land, you're gonna, you're gonna say, thank you, Lord. It was worth it all. One last verse, verse 33. They shall not dwell in the land lest they make thee sin against me. For if thou serve their gods, it will surely be a snare unto thee. I'm going to close with this thought. You cannot let anything in the world take a spot in your life. Nothing. It has to be all Jesus or nothing. And I know that is a tough thing in this day and age that we live in. It is. And you know, people say that we've got it easy compared to other generations, and I guess every generation has faced a lot of things. But now, in this time that we live in, there has never been a time like that we're in now where so much temptation is before us. Man, in just a few short years, how things have changed. I read about a drug now they have up north. I, I can't even remember the name of it. It ain't fentanyl. It's some new drug that they've come out with. It's something with a crazy name. It's a pill, and it gets them. It's a it's some kind of tranquilizer they use for animals, and it's mixed in with fentanyl. And and now it just kills. They said the people know they kill it, and it causes infections in limbs. 
And they, the guy was saying he had seen people lose all of their limbs and they were still taking needles and shooting them into the stump after that's how bad the addiction is. We're facing so many things. Kids nowadays in schools are facing things we've never faced. They've got a whole new set of problems. Uh, the problems going on in the black community, they seem almost like they're insurmountable. The problem at the very bottom line they're having is they can't keep fathers in the home. We have killings on every hand. It seems like every week that goes by, somebody has shot somebody. Just up here in Mississippi last week, a man, for whatever crazy reason, I think it was demons, went and killed six people. We're facing all these issues. And folks, all this temptation is before you. Nothing has changed in the realm. You can't let it take a spot in your life. You can't, you can't make an excuse for it and say, well, uh, a little bit of sin will be okay. No, it's not okay. We have to make that choice who we're going to serve today. And if you do not do it, if you do not follow after Christ, it will be a snare unto you. So what I'm encouraging you to do this day, choose the Lord. Choose Jesus Christ to serve Him. Follow after Him and you'll never hurt for anything. There'll always be bread in your house. Amen. There'll always be water flowing in your life. That nothing in your house will be barren. Amen. And it, and not only will it flow into your life and your home when you walk in that door, what good is going on in your life and the house will spill out into the church. Amen. Ah, y'all would stand with me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Father, there's one listening by the radio today that's unsure of their salvation. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Holy Ghost conviction would sweep over them, Lord, and they would turn to Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that all the sin that is in their life, they would realize, Father, that there is an answer to be forgiven and all those things washed away, never to be brought up again by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. My friends, if that's you today, a simple prayer like, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Forgive me all of my sins. I accept your son, Jesus Christ, as my Savior. I believe he died and arose the third day and is now at your right hand. And, and, and Father, I'm just asking you to forgive me. I place my faith in that finished work of Christ. And God, every day of my life, Lord, show me how to live this. Friends, a simple prayer like that is a starting point. If you've accepted Christ today as your Savior, we'd love to hear from you. Just a simple email, info at cross.radio. We'd love to hear about what you're experiencing and send you a free Bible. Lord, protect our people here. Keep them safe. Lord, bless them. Hallelujah. God, pour blessings out on them. Let their bread be full. Let their water flow, Lord. Let their house be full and not barren. Protect them and camp the angels around them. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. And we say amen. We're so glad you joined us today. This is the place to come for the best in Christian music and sermons. We know that life can be tough, but we believe that God has a plan for each of us, and we want to help you find that plan. So please, stay tuned for more messages of hope and encouragement. Here at Power of the Cross Radio, we believe in the power of prayer. If you have a need, visit our prayer wall on the website at www.cross.radio. 
We also believe in the power of Christian music to touch hearts and change lives. So please keep listening. And if you know someone who might need a little encouragement, tell them about Power of the Cross Radio. We cover a wide mix of Christian music. Check the website schedule for more details. And if you have any questions, email us at info at cross.radio. You can also call us at 662-294-0608. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Power of the Cross Radio is a production of Cross Faith Ministries. You can visit their website at cfministry.com.